0: Avalanche the Architect is a battle rapper from the Bronx, New York who now lives in Toronto, Canada. Avalanche's aggressive sounds has hit roots in his martial arts background and in his lyrics you can often hear references to his training or actual martial arts. And we've got him on the phone here. Good afternoon. How are you today?
1: I'm okay. Same old, same old. How are you doing, bro?
0: I'm doing great. I take it it's the morning for you right now, though. Yeah. So how would you describe the style of your music overall
1: i call it fight music basically boom bap fight music <laughs> so it's like that old 90s 90s sound but with the aggression for like fighting because the type of music i like to listen to when i'm training so yeah so i make music that I
0: do you feel like it's music that you would want to listen to while you're fighting
1: yes exactly this is going to make you want to fight.
0: <laughs> and what do you do to make it like that?
1: I just channel all my anger and put it into every word, <laughs> Yeah, basically. That's
0: and is there yeah. anything you do musically to maybe give it an energy that helps people fight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just find the hardest beat I could find. <laughs> That's basically about it. And the rest is all vocal, my vocal onslaught in the booth. <laughs>
0: yeah. And having listened to a few of your songs, I'd say there is sort of an energy to it. I don't know how to describe it, but it feels perhaps stronger and more exciting than rap music generally.
1: Yeah. No, you know what? The way I rap, this is the way it used to be. Mm. <clears throat> but I don't know what happened lately. It's, uh, it's all got uh, watered down. You hear all these. Kids, uh singing and harmonizing all their songs and they, they sound like they haven't gone through puberty yet <laughs> it's, and like I don't know I don't I don't like I don't like the way music has been in the past 10 years
0: mm, yeah that's interesting why do you think music has suddenly become like that is there a reason
1: I think it's the powers that be I think it's the people at the very top I think the way uh rap was in the early in the late 80s early 90s I think it scared a lot of people, and they see how popular rap music was getting, and they wanted it more appeal, more marketable to to every every area in society rather than just uh, ghettos and stuff like that. So they've been slowly put like labels. If they don't, they won't take the aggressive sounding people anymore. They'll find the more effeminate type uh, rappers, the ones that sound like girls or whatever, guys who yeah. have very high pitched voices, and this is who they want to push. They don't want to push the guys the guys with masculine voices or anything like that
0: yeah so when it comes to you do you like to create the type of music that you want and you don't really care about what the powers that be want
1: exactly hit the nail on the head with that one i Hmm. i I think that's the only way people could you could be authentic in your music because if i'm trying to make music that other people like and i don't like i'm not going to enjoy what i'm doing i'm not going to have the energy in the booth. but yeah when i'm rapping like i know a lot of people like a lot of my peers they like the type of rap that I like, so I know at least the people I know will like my music. Yeah, <laughs> <So. laughs>
0: that's enough. And I suppose there will be lots of people out there that like it, even if it's not what the powers that be want, right?
1: Yeah, of course. And yeah, you have underground. That's what you basically call the underground, because you have rappers like Vinny Paz, Just Law, uh, rappers like that, Jedi Mind Tricks. They all they like. They have a little niche. Following like audience, that it's not, it's not, it's not a Jay Z or it's not a like a NBA Young Boy or Kodak Black or anything like that. But yeah. they have, they have a core hardcore um following that will never like they, every time they put out music, every single one of them are gonna go and listen. Yeah. So that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to build with that type of fan base.
0: Yeah. And of course as you mentioned it's fight music. Is it mainly martial arts that influences you because you have roots there, don't you?
1: Oh yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah that's that that's what as I said, when um that's when I when I make my music, I, I think about what I we listen to in the gym and we listen to Funny enough, we even listen to rock like, um, like heavy metal, like uh, Slipknot and Alexis on Fire stuff like that. Like yeah. anything that gets you hyped is we'll listen to it in the gym. So, yeah. so my gym, we bump my music all day long because it's it's that same type of high energy. It's not something that's going to make you want to fall asleep.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And which projects have you recently released?
1: Yeah, I just uh, released my album called uh, Art of um, Sorry Let There Be War. That's my most recent album, um, just uh, released a couple weeks ago. Um, it's like my ninth studio album Wow And uh, so I've been just pushing this late, pushing this one I think this Obviously I, I, I'm not just saying it because it's my most recent But I think this is like my best album I've done to date
0: Wow And which songs in in particular Do you like the best?
1: Um, Talk the Talk And Auditory Creek mm.
0: And as well It's quite relevant your work isn't there Because I noticed there's a track on the album Called The War in Ukraine
1: Yeah yeah, but tra- yeah. The War in Ukraine Yeah.
0: What made you want to write a song about
1: about that uh, just you know, I don't know. I, it kind of went with the theme of my album about war because um, basically, my my the concept is like the war against mumble rap and feminine rap and emo rap and all that type of stuff, that gimmicky stuff. So, my so, my so, my album was like a metaphor for like it's every all my songs are about like are like like against that, like. Mm. So and I figure the war in the Ukraine going on right now, uh, the, the music industry is like Putin and underground rap is like Ukraine. Like wow. uh, the like underground rap is like really like we're the underdogs. So we got a go for yeah. war right now.
0: Ah, that's an interesting analogy. How long did the hmm. album take you to create?
1: I don't know, probably about um, a month. Mm. Because I had to keep going back and doing some revisions because I didn't like the way certain words sounded, yeah. or, um, or and then I had to also narrow down the songs. I didn't want to like do like twenty songs in an album. I just wanted to keep it short and sweet. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah.
0: And did you get to go to a studio because COVID is pretty much over in terms of restrictions, right? So did you go to a physical place to record this, or do you have maybe your own studio?
1: Yeah, no. I, I went to I went to a studio to uh, get it mastered. Yeah. Yeah. Was that fun? Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, my my agent, the engineer, uh, he he loves my stuff, so every time I go under, he's he's rapping along with me after a couple of sessions. <laughs> well.
0: <laughs> and how's the reaction been to the album so far?
1: Yeah, pretty much like what I said. Like a lot of people, like this so- sounds like my best work to date. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's exciting.
0: Do you hope that in the future you will do stuff that is even better?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, like you can never, you can never be your best. So like you go, know, like yeah. every time you you think you're at your best, there's always more you could do. So yeah, I'm definitely my, I'm definitely gonna put out better, even better work.
0: Yeah. And what do you need to improve? You know, maybe is there stuff on this album that you would go back and change if you had the chance.
1: Really the only thing is um as I said like I'm not trying to like go mainstream. well I I would like to be mainstream and make a lot of money, but I'm not trying to do do what mainstream rappers are doing. Yeah. But I do think I need to get have hooks more often on my music. Like I don't mm. like I don't have a lot of hooks on my songs. Like it's just straight rapping uh, bars with no I don't have a lot of filler. Yeah. So if I was gonna change anything, I just I'd either do, start doing hooks or get someone to do the hooks on there and I get a female to do a hook. Mm.
0: So what's your writing process like?
1: So I'll like I'll go in like for a few months, like I won't write it I won't write like I won't write any songs, but every yeah. time I come up with like a punchline or some type of metaphor or, or or like some type of rhyme scheme I'll write it down and I'll just keep putting it down, put it down until I have like thousands or hundreds or whatever. And then I will, I'll just literally just go and find, find the beats and just start matching, <laughs> matching my metaphors and punchlines and stuff to the beat and make a song.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Do you find that that way of writing works for you?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's the best way for me because I, I if I just go and sit down I like I, I don't wanna just I'm not one of the like some rappers like just play a beat and they'll start freestyling and then write down what they freestyle. Or, or sometimes they don't even write. They just go in the studio, play the beat, and just freestyle, and and just try and and have the engineer piece together whatever sounds good. Like yeah. when I go in there, I want I want it, I want everything I say to make sense. Like if I if I'm saying a line, I just don't want it to be like I'm rhyming, rhyming cat and hat together. I want to <laughs> rhyme something that that has like some type of that's going to make someone say, "Oh wow, that was clever," or something mm. like that.
0: Yeah, that's true because it has to be clever, doesn't it? That's partly the whole point in rap, isn't it? Clever lyrics is what a lot lot of people enjoy about it
1: yeah that that was that was a beginning that's how rap started that was what it, yeah. it was about who could who, who could outperform the other rapper
0: yeah so what actually got you interested in rap and music in general in the first place
1: um well i used to back in high school we used to always battle in the cafeteria yeah. and then um, i just i've i've always been musical but i've never i didn't really start taking it seriously until a lot of people around me started Uh, a lot of people getting into the music, and they were doing, they were doing well. And I was, and I know I was better than a lot of them. So I was like, you know what? If they're doing it and and, and get, getting over on it, I said then I'm, I have to. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Do you find that that is a good way to get into rap?
1: Wait, uh, what, but because everybody else is doing it, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, but I had a passion for it, though. I had a passion for it, so that's that's why. But if you don't have a passion for it, you shouldn't yeah. do it. Like, like I see a lot of people just do it because everybody else is doing it, mm. and they never had any passion for it. Like, if they had a, like I had a passion for it, but I just. Didn't really. Ha- I needed the motivation, so I, the people around me doing it was the motivation. Yeah. But if I didn't have a passion for it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah,
0: that's absolutely true. Is rap the only genre that you've ever had a passion for, or you know, are there other types that you would quite enjoy?
1: Nah, nothing else. <laughs> just <laughs> just rap. Yeah. I don't have a voice for singing. <laughs> hmm.
0: And who are the musicians that have inspired you overall? Um,
1: I'd have to say like Redman. Mm. Um, Kay Solo, uh, Chip Fu from the Fushnickens, um, uh, Cannabis, and then more recent people like Vinnie Paz, Just La, Immortal Technique, and stuff like that. Mm.
0: And are there people in your family that are quite musical and are interested in the music you make as well.
1: Yeah, but they—they—they're not like rappers or singers. Oh.
0: So, did they influence you in any way, or would it have not really made a difference if they were musical or not?
1: No, it wouldn't have made a difference. <laughs> yeah. I've always, I've always just been, I don't know, like, I guess maybe music in school is what kind of did it, because we used to have poetry, I'm very good at writing words together, so.
0: Yeah, that's
1: interesting. Yeah.
0: And do your family still support you, nonetheless? Yeah, they
1: support me. They do maybe they don't necessarily like rap, but they they support yeah
0: and that's quite important isn't it
1: yeah you know i i see some people see it like yeah it's important in a sense but you know what you have to if you don't if you want if you want to do something nothing anybody else in this world tells you yeah. nothing anyone tells you should uh, stop you from doing it like as long as it's legal <laughs> of course but <laughs> yeah if you, if you have a passion for something i i if i i'm not gonna no one's gonna tell me i Tell me, uh, that's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, if I, yeah.
0: <laughs> so before you wrote and released "Let There Be War," what would you have said was your best project to date?
1: Um, probably um my last two albums before that. Mm. No, no, actually, no, yeah. that's not it. Sorry. Uh, my my la- the my, the very last album I did before this, and then my my it was a few albums that I called um. Uh, it's called um, I'm Father Muckin Avalanche Yuck Fu if you you rearrange the letters around you you get the idea
0: (laughs) yeah that's one of those things that you could easily say the wrong thing and get into a lot of trouble (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah but yeah, that's that. That's my that was that was my 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 best album. That one was my best album, and then the one I just did before this was my best after that song.
0: Yeah. So that's interesting. It seems to be that it's the more current albums, the more recent ones that are the yeah. best. So do you feel like you have progressed consistently, and your albums generally have gotten better?
1: Yes, absolutely. I don't know. I, I think that's just my my nature in general. Some people mm. like. In martial arts, for example, when I when I started martial arts, I I kept getting better, better, better. Yeah. I know some people who are natural prodigies; they came in, they were, they were great. But then they started declining, uh, declining and getting worse and worse. And I know, and, and with music, a lot of people are like that too. The, when, they, the, when they start off in music, they're very, they're, they're good. And then their stuff starts declining. A majority of rappers are like that. But I, I feel I learned from, um, because I listen to my stuff over and over again. And even now in a way I'll like enunciate uh, uh, words or whatever if uh, I'll, I'll remember for next time to do it different if I didn't like how it sounded. So.
0: Yeah, that's an important thing. In terms of individual songs as well, you know, regardless of the albums that they're on, do you have any favourites there?
1: Um, my favourite song, I'm trying to think. I have, I have a, a lot of my songs I like, but I'd say, um, I would say, hmm, my favourite song... I don't know. You know, it's hard to say after just doing this album because I like, the song on this album, I have this one called Auditory Blitzkrieg. Hmm. That's my favorite one right now. Like, that's a song I listen to all the time. So, um, hmm. I don't know. Actually, you know, if I didn't do this album, let's say that then. If I didn't do this album, my favorite song up to that point was... Um, Um, Battle Rap Barbarian yeah it was off like my fifth album that one I told you about um, Muck and Avalanche (laughs) yeah so that (laughs) so it's off that one uh, Battle Rap Barbarian that was my my personal favorite
0: yeah now, am I right in saying, by the way, that earlier this year you were sort of discriminated about your lyrics or something like that, right?
1: No, actually, it happened in 2013. Oh. I got charged over my rap urge, and it would and we going through the court system all that this time until like just as of recently. And um, there's this crown attorney named Henry Poon who um, who was a crown prosecutor, and and he he had he had he had a, he had a huge bias against me because of my music. And and it came out during um, during my appeal that he actually destroyed um, disclosure evidence I requested, and um, and then another judge in, when I was asking for funding for my appeal, um, this guy Michael Quigley, he um, he got disciplined by the judicial uh, judicial count, um, judicial council of Ontario or uh, making racist comments towards me like talking about my black athlete and celebrity friends on my website and I am uh if I if they're my friends I should have money and blah 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 and just stuff that had nothing to do with the case what I was what I was asking for mm. so yeah, I've been um yeah to to say I've been discriminated against is an understatement.
0: Yeah. And what was their argument for trying to charge you?
1: They said my lyrics were a threat um because the complainant was a, a promoter that um I was working with and then one of the other artists on the uh she was working with um made made a song dissing me. So I made a song dissing them back and then I mentioned oh. her in it. And then, um, and then she um, she went. Uh, he actually put uh, put her up to it to go to the police and lay charges, saying that um, the song was a, a death threat against her. And then two of the charge two of the charges um, got dismissed because there was no grounds for it. And then basically, I think the judge just wanted to make everybody happy, so wanted to make the crown happy that they got one charge and then dismissed the majority of the charges against me. But um, but yeah, that was um, that was the gist of it.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one. Well, what future works have you got coming up? Is there another album that might be out soon?
1: Yeah, I'm probably looking to put out another album toward the end of the year. Yay. Yeah, so I've already started writing down the metaphors and punchlines already. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then who knows if some current event Helps uh, helps give me some uh, inspiration. I might I might include it in my album too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, where can we find all your music? And of course, in particular, the new album "Let There Be War."
1: Yeah. So it's um it is on every streaming platform right now. It's on um Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Deezer, Napster, um, Title, uh, where Amazon Music, Google Music, so anywhere that they have digital streaming, it is. It's there. And um and then you can also go to my website, Avalancaarchitect dot com and find find it there and on YouTube as well. And actually if you go look like right now, um uh two of my songs are on the uh UK charts, on, on the iTunes charts. Yeah, there's nice. oh, there are, one song was at eighteen. I think there was a song Talk the Talk with that eighteen on the on the UK charts, iTunes charts. Nice.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Well, many thanks for yeah. joining us today. It's been great to have you here and stay safe and all of that.
1: Okay, thank you so much.